Let's talk about a group that got a big, big rally underway the last few months as Russia invaded Ukraine. Ag prices went soaring. Inflation remained the number one subject, and stocks like Mosaic did pretty great. How much more do they have left, though? Richard Wolf's going to help us answer the question, equity research analyst at CFRA. Uh, Richard, you've got a hold, so it seems like uh, you're of the view maybe the best has passed for the stock. Yeah, hi, Oliver. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, the reality is that our bull case coming into this year has now become the base case. So, you know, when you look at the three fertilizer categories, uh, nitrogen, phosphate, and potash, uh, with the last two being more relevant for mosaic, uh, prices have continued to surge in 2022 with no real signs of, of abating based on what's happening with energy and, and global supply. And the stocks have, have done really well. Uh, as a result, Mosaic leading the charge with uh, being over 60% year-to-date. Uh, but as a whole, the fertilizer group is up 50% year-to-date. Um, but the fundamentals are really strong right now. Mosaic's EBITDA is expected to jump 75% year-over-year in 2022. And that follows a really strong 2021 in which EBITDA more than doubled. So you have strong EBITDA growth, you have strong free cash flow growth. And, and that's the case for the fertilizer group as a whole. When you look at CF Industries, Nutrien, and Mosaic, uh, but we are concerned that any kind of negative news flow uh, are going to dramatically impact shares. And we saw that on Tuesday, uh, that talks of reduced military activity in Ukraine sent fertilizer stocks and really uh, many other agriculture stocks downward. Amazing how transparent the market is right now. We're just uh, kind of yeah. joking about the invisible hand. It seems pretty uh, well-defined in a lot of these cases where cause and effect are just moving really linearly on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, so if there is a real a permanent resolution to this conflict, then what's the calculus? What's the downside for Mosaic then? Or uh, is there a possibility that if uh, even a full withdrawal doesn't bring some kind of sanctions relief? I mean, how complex does that analysis get if tomorrow Vladimir Putin says, I'm done, I'm going back home? Right. And, and as far as risk and reward for these for the fertilized group, uh, there are several risk factors to look at, um, you know, all of which play into that global supply picture. So, as you mentioned, uh, economic sanctions against key potash producers like Russia and Belarus, uh, which when combined, you know, they make up a third of global potash exports and and that has continued to drive prices up. And, uh, you know, if the conflict were to end tomorrow, that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, this tightness in, in the fertilizer market would end with it. So, um, no, I mean, I think as far as the fertilizer, uh, fertilizer prices go, you have, uh, they're going to stay elevated for the rest of the year, at least. Um, and then for nitrogen fertilizer producers like CF Industries and, and Nutrien, one of the key questions is centered around uh, when ammonia production will normalize in Europe. And you know there likely needs to be a stable outlook for natural gas prices before companies will resume uh, production at normal capacity, uh, in our view. Okay. All right, so it seems like right now a lot of it really hinges on this particular geopolitical conflict. What if it gives way to a, uh, a great uh, light at the end of the tunnel and an embrace of uh, Western ideals and economies all roar together post-COVID? Does that create demand, though, f uh, in general, or is it just not a likely scenario that demand can outshine this particular extreme, like, black swan event? Yeah, I mean, you know, right now... <laughs> 
and and we have to we we also have to pay attention to the end market here. You know, when looking at farmers and and demand destruction. Uh, yesterday, we saw uh, the USDA's prospective plantings report. Uh, it was published, and it showed uh, an estimated de- decrease in corn planting in 2022, and an estimated increase okay. in soybeans. So that's adding to it. So the, yeah, so the so the projected acreage for corn was uh, was less than expected, and the projected acreage for soybeans was was more than expected, and and we attribute a lot of that to the higher fertilizer prices. Uh, soybeans are less fertilizer intensive. Uh, roughly 20% of their operating costs are, are fertilizers, whereas mm. for corn it's upwards of 35%. So so this isn't really surprising, um, but what it does is it sets the stage for uh, for medium term demand for for fertilizers. Hey, Richard, so uh, the fertilizers are all uh, uh, CF. You mentioned uh, Mosaic, uh, neutral on those. What about the actual like agricultural side? Is there still uh, more juice left to be squeezed there, or is the whole group connected to this trade done? Yeah, so there are a couple stocks we would recommend. Okay. Uh, we're still bullish on, on crop inputs as a whole. So uh, we look at a name like Corteva, which makes seeds and, and uh, crop production products. Uh, they're up about 24% year to date, but we, we think they still have some room uh, to run on strong demand. And then on the machinery side, uh, we have a buy on deer uh, based on strong fundamentals and the company's ability to take pricing in this environment. Mm, okay. The, both the charts uh, look pretty similar to mosaics. We'll see if they can break apart. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it, Richard. Uh, always like the analysis from you guys. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having me. Good stuff. Richard Wolf, Equity Research Analyst at CFR. Ray, maybe some more here left uh, for a deer and Corteva CTVA, but good times might be passed for the fertilizers, though his price target for mosaic is still above where we are right now. So uh, you could get a little bit left in the trade, perhaps. 